0: Welcome to the Bromley Buzz, oddly enough, from Ashford. Hi, Z.
1: Hello. And the reason why we're here is purely because you were on my show. Uh,
0: and I'm Darren Wheel of Intune PR, and you are...
1: Zinat Narani of Vida de la Mariposa Coaching. And
0: between us and a couple of other individuals, we are indeed the Bromley Buzz podcast, which goes out, ironically, from Channel Radio every Tuesday at 10am as well. Sorry, Monday. Monday. 10am as well. Mm-hmm. But as you say, we've just been on your... Um, marvellous Mindset Matters show on Channel Radio 2, uh, which kicks off at 10.30 on Fridays and concludes at 12.
1: I'm glad you've done it all. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) There you
0: go. It was great. It was. It was
1: was great having you on. Um, I think it was um, nice to let my listeners know more about who you are and what you do for them and the importance behind it. So it was absolutely wonderful. Well, the thing is, it was I'm a lot of in- insightful sharing of thoughts.
0: You know, I didn't actually talk massively about myself and my own journey uh, in this mental health related show, although I could have done because there have been things in that area as I well was just about mm. everybody. But it was lovely to talk about the positive things I do, the positive mm. clients that I have at a time, making a difference in their own ways for society and, and individuals around them, uh, and to talk about the fact that I sponsor, or Intune PR sponsors, the Mindset Matters show for that very yeah. reason. Yeah,
1: no, you, you know, you you did talk a lot about you know what you do and in terms of how the impact is for people, mm. and I think that's really important because that shows who you are behind the paper, should I say, or behind the pen? What is it in PR they say?
0: Uh, I don't know, behind the mask, possibly. Behind
1: the mask, mm. that's kind of more acting, isn't it? Mask behind singer. the mask, the mask singer, yes. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> But we are here, so yeah, we've got some good little buzzes this this week, haven't we?
0: We do indeed. And if any noise crops up during this, it's because we're in a slightly open area today. But uh, it's currently lovely and quiet, and uh, it's a beautiful day as we enter a heat wave. Right, um, we have a joint buzz to kick off with, uh, and uh, that was actually your show, so we've done that one. Yeah. There's a a double which I think you're going to own because you're the principal speaker at an event.
1: Oh, we're talking about the BBA. Mm. Yes, uh, the Beckenham Business Association. So yesterday, which was the 7th of July, Mm. i got my dates right there, um, I had the opportunity to uh, speak there, and I spoke about becoming fearless in order to gain confidence in your business, but not just your business, in your life. And uh, Jane Rogers uh, from PR... Jane Rogers' PR. PR, yeah. it was Jane Rogers' PR. I had to think about that. So, yeah, yeah she does uh, content writing and all of that marketing. But um, she um, runs alongside other members mm-hmm. as well in that committee. Uh, Loretta Wright is That's one right. of them. Uh, Caroline, is it Caroline? Um, oh, no, Elizabeth Wakeling. That
0: would be Elizabeth Waiting, yeah. Wait, Waiting or Wakeling, yes. Of, um, was it Caroline Waters? Yes, uh, I was thinking PR. of. It. There were literally three PRs There was,
1: yes, it gets confusing with all your PRs around. Mm. <laughs> but You're a right, lovely. lovely little venue in Beckenham called Bow Studios, mm. uh, which is business as usual, and we it was it was absolutely delightful. It was intimate. Uh, we had to take our shoes off.
0: That was that was business as unusual. That's a that
1: was unusual, yes. Mm. I mean, where do you go networking? You have to take your shoes off. Hmm. Mm. Interesting. But we actually liked it we did i felt really calm and relaxed and grounded mm. in terms of walking in there and networking and having to do my as uh, uh, my i suppose my speaking event yeah. my speech
0: which went down really really well a very attentive comfortable largely catch based audience
1: it was yeah mm. uh, not usual it's very different from when i'm on stage and then you're speaking out to everyone so that was lovely a real buzz and if you're down in beckon i mean you're looking for a place to uh have a nice intimate comfort working place check out bow, bow studios
0: yeah the variety of what's on offering Bromley, which really actually adorable.
1: is leads me on to just to quickly to say it's right next to the pearl fish restaurant which was a buzz for us mm. gorgeous restaurant lovely beautiful decorations. <gasps> you were a bit jealous though weren't you
0: Yes, which uh, gentlemen have been amazing. Of In terms of
1: the uh, d- yeah the bathrooms. So I, I went to the toilets and I came back and I, I, I asked um, Darren, I said, what were the men's toilets like? And uh, he was like, toilets? they normal. And I was like, plain. Plain. And that, I came back with a video of uh, the women's toilets. Full of flowers. Very floral, very pink. Mm. You were a bit jealous, weren't you? Yes. Um,
0: my inner feminine side was very disappointed.
1: <laughs> but delightful food. Newly yeah. furbished. Absolutely wonderful.
0: Yeah, very nice place to stay. Very handy for stations and transport and all that. So um, yeah, yeah, and good.
1: meetings as well. hmm What was yours? What was yours? Well,
0: So one all in meetings. Um, we had the launch of the Bromley Arts Festival just the other day. And, of course, you were there. Um, in fact, I, I brought as a, a show-off thing here some of the labels that uh, people wore, um, pins to name show tags, who they were yes. for all the strangers that got together. Bromley Arts Festival, it is running, it started on the 1st of July, it runs until the end of July and it embraces all of the arts events in Bromley, it has a couple of special ones of its own and some exciting bits including great expectations in the amphitheatre behind the Churchill Theatre. But the launch event, we had, name tag one, so Bob Miel speak, and we had... Actress Zoe Tapper, whose mum and dad came along, I've got their name tags here, speak as well. Mm-hmm. Young actress, um, Freya Collins, speak. I uh, had performances from people including the Skylight School of Dance, uh, the uh, Magpie Dance People, Shortland's Poetry Circle, and uh, it was just, oh that was it, I remember it the, the now. We had the
1: gentleman We had the sing. uh, singer
0: whose name's escaping me at the moment.
1: Oh yes, Scott I can see so- Yes, Scott, Scott something. Scott
0: Neil? Yeah, no, look, something along that. Look up our blog. We have written about it, or yes. the Intune PR blog. And a beautiful there. song,
1: Phantom mm, of the Opera.
0: Former, yes, exactly, former Phantom. Uh, over two and a half thousand, I think it was, uh, uh, shows. Shows. So, <laughs> word. But it was a really great night, and it, it was a reminder that how important the arts are to the people participating in them, mm. many, 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 as volunteers who mm. learn skills that they then go on to use professionally, yeah. and quite often famously, uh, and also simply as us as consumers who yeah. go into the local well, I think you've done,
1: with that, I mean, you've done a, a marvellous job with, I think about eight or 10 other um, collaborations with people who have um, launched the Bromley Arts Festival, mm. promoting it, um, getting it noticed. So, you, you know, it's been absolutely marvellous. You've done a wonderful job. Oh, well,
0: thank you very much. Um, <laughs> and on a connected front, um, I'm seeing a bit more of the Arts than usual during July. got to go out there and sample even more of this. And we both went to Theatre 62.
1: And West Wickham. How many of you out there actually know of Theatre 62? Because I didn't Till actually the launch of this Bromley Arts Festival. No, I've
0: only known for a few months myself.
1: Well, there you go. Uh,
0: and we went to see Dangerous Corner, a play by J.B. Priestley. And, by
1: God, it was good. It was fantastic, I thought mm. it was. Yeah. Very, very different from what I thought it would be. Mm. Um, definitely recommend going to see it. If it's not already out of date, I'm just quickly trying to have a look. No, when did it I end? It oh, it ended, 2nd God. of yeah. July. But um, look out for other theatres there.
0: It was very professional. It seemed yeah. very well rehearsed, very slick, and um, yeah, it was uh, a detectiveless, almost murder type thing. But it was a journey of characters in that play. Mm-hmm. They made what some of them probably came on to regret a mistake of telling the truth to each other during the course of an evening. And things just got somewhat out of hand for a period of time, didn't they? Yeah.
1: That's a, that's a good one. To tell the truth or not to tell the truth. Mm. When is it good to lie and when isn't it?
0: Well, there was a lovely twist mm. in the end. There was. Through that as well. But look out for Theatre 62's upcoming productions, which include God of Carnage, which is the 10th, of 15th of October, and Calendar Girls, the musical, uh-huh. Is that
1: based on the movie Calendar Girls? It will be, yeah. Could oh, be. fantastic.
0: Uh, November the 15th to the 19th. Oh, well, that's interesting. Actually, they've got a joint um, advert here. So it's advertising their shows and it's advertising the Churchills. So this one is Cher- at the Churchill, the Calendar Girls.
1: Oh, very nice. Yeah.
0: But if you're looking for the West Wickham Theatre Centre and Studio 62, look up www.theatre62.org. Dot UK and you see what they've got coming up.
1: But also, I think, um, you know, talking about the Bromley Arts Festival, even if you go to their website, uh, which is BromleyArtsFestival.com, Tom, mm-hmm. uh, there is a beautiful, wonderful calendar there oh, that yeah. you have up with all the dates and events of the things that are happening. If you're within uh, Bromley area or Orpington area, the Life in Bromley Life in Orpington have a double page spread of the calendar as well. So pick up your mm-hmm. copy.
0: Yeah, this is a very eventy, arty episode, in fact, because we've got other things coming up, such as like, waving a flyer at the Yes,
1: Prairie Live Music Festival.
0: We're scouting for girls. 6th of August. Yeah, and our favourite local MC, uh, doing some of a, a reprise on last year.
1: Who might that be?
0: Mm. I wonder. Now, moving on also to events, ones which have occurred as opposed to ones in the future. On the 24th of August, there's an event for Ukrainian families and a fundraiser for them and for particularly people in the ukraine which will be at the warren in hayes and
1: you're doing that as part of the the rotary i'm helping a
0: bit with the publicity mm. for the rotary i yeah. need to get more information on precisely what entertainment is being uh channeled through it which i'm just waiting for at the moment however i did go unexpectedly we had a very medical few days between us haven't we we're have. going to talk about your, your one in a minute but mine was that i went to uh, the Beckenham beacon uh, NHS. As you do. As, as a lot of people around here must do. And when I was in a break before I needed to be seen again, I came out and there was reggae music coming across from the Croydon Road recreation ground next door, at which point when I saw there was the taste of the Caribbean festival on, at which point on behalf of the Bromley Buzz I got slightly miffed because I thought, oh it's a shame we would have liked to have shared this in advance. Nevertheless. In yeah, I sure walked you know. through the clouds of jerk seasoning scent that was wafting across the entire playing area, <laughs> A past, I've never seen so many jerk and uh, chicken related places in no, my, I though. and uh, oddly enough I went to one which called itself something along the lines of um, Certified Alkaline, or similar, okay. which is literally about alkaline pH-friendly food, um, so presumably some people react badly to acid. But I had a very nice uh, rice and peas and. Um, yeah, you just put it, me on. Z- z- zucchini, yeah, zucchini and chickpea <laughs> oh, curry. Nice. Uh, and uh, yeah, but that was just really rather nice. To was it spicy? Away.
1: Any scotch bonnets in there? Uh,
0: no. Really? No, no. Because they love their scotch bonnets. It wasn't don't spicy, they? it was just very, very flavourful. Nice. And then I went round to the stage, and it was just starting, but it was a group called Exodus, who are a Bob Marley <laughs> tribute group going up. And it just goes to show the power of live music. I don't really like reggae that much, but because it was live and was coming through a big sound system, it was really good. And the MC was literally hilarious. So he was praising the one man dancing at that point, um, skanking, <laughs> as you called it, um, nearby. Uh, He talked about um, the neighbours behind and uh, was saying, uh, "Yeah, man, you're enjoying the festival. You know, come on over. or We'll come on over you and get you to pay. You know, it's going to be three pounds just for the smell of the jerk." (laughs) (laughs) So that that was that was lovely. People were having a whale of a good time. Yeah, I bet. I love. I I love Caribbean
1: food. I love reggae. Reggae was kind of my childhood.
0: Well, one of the interesting things was, these are Bromley people Mm. doing this, and it's going to other locations around the country as well, Um, and they're just giving people uh, a really good time, and, uh, you know, the reggae music is uh, fantastic, I I enjoyed it on that occasion. Brilliant. So, I'll be talking to them as well and seeing what they're coming up to in Bromley in the future. Uh, I met a really nice guy there called Simon Hudson. He had a stall of um, books which he'd written about black lives, mm-hmm. celebrating black heroes, a bit like the Black Heroes Foundation, which I bumped into a lady called Joyce from the other day. And he started that off with a calendar, which had the dates from the past month by month mm-hmm. and something significant in black history. I'm just going to read a couple out. Oh,
1: wow.
0: So this, this is uh, July. July. So if we take today's date, which is uh, the 8th of July, Serena Williams, 23 grand slams later, first ranked number one in 2002, uh, born 26th September 1981, and that must have been the date when she was first ranked wow. number one in the world. Nice. The ninth, Clotilde, Clotilde, last slave ship to the USA, arrived today in 1860, thank God for that era ending. The 10th, Bahamas independence in 1973 from the Great Britain. And Randolph Turpin, born 1928, died 1966, Great Britain's first black boxing world champion today in 1951. And it goes on month mm, by month by month. That's
1: lovely, that's a really he, nice calendar,
0: isn't it? It is fantastic. He mm. he's a, a, was a teacher for 33 years, he was telling me uh, there's mm. a, a little leaflet with his um, stuff on. And let me see. It's probably Very got nice. a website now somewhere. At least I hope so. Um, anyway, it's called, these books are called "History Through the Black Experience," and I can't see a website. But uh, nevertheless, you Google him, you'll find him. Apparently, he's on the radio a good bit.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. that's good to
0: know. So, what else do we have? Um, right. Well, I'm in the <laughs> Orpington with um, local business coach Lee Van and uh, we're going to have a quick word about the Children's Business Fair. Uh, What's your role in it this time? It's the second one.
2: Yeah, so this is the second one for Orpington, but the Children's Business Fair has been going for several years. Uh, It started out over in Surrey. Uh, I was a judge on that one, and so decided that Orpington definitely needed something the same, and I knew the kids in the area would, would absolutely love the concept, so I agreed with the founder to bring it over here. Um, so I am the organiser for the Arlington, um one and still judge occasionally for the Surrey ones.
0: Okay, and uh, this is coming up on the 16th of July? Yes, that's right. Uh, and of course this being the second one, what did you love about the first one?
2: It's just the energy and I, I kind of, it's quite subversive I guess, but um, adults always tell me that children are too small, they're seven-year-olds, how, how are they going to run a business? And when they start seeing the kids, selling and talking really confidently to customers and really taking care about their stall. I've seen it in the other fairs that I've been to, um, but there's something magical about seeing other adults be kind of just woken up to the fact that the kids have this urge to be quite entrepreneurial um, and to give them that empowerment.
0: So it's children from all around Orkington who are eligible if they get
2: in touch. Uh, Age range? So the age range is uh, from 7 to 17, uh, so all through the school uh, school education system time. Um, the lowest we've got at the moment is 8 years old, and I think we've got a few more 14 and 15 year olds, because obviously they saw the last one and wanted to get along it.
0: <laughs> they did a, a wide range of activities and his, his propositions for the people
2: going in last time? Yeah, absolutely. Um, one of the things we encourage is for them to come up with an original idea or concept um, and for them to make the products. So we had lots of baked goods, lots of cakes, lots of sweets and treats, um, but we also had some plant stalls, we had some really gorgeous jewelry stalls. Uh, one which made your own doughnut, so you could decorate as you liked. Um, just, it's phenomenal. You give children the challenge, they'll come up
0: with some brilliant ideas. Yeah, basically it's anything the children think might sell.
2: Oh, completely. And to be fair, I think the first hour or two was them just selling to each other. So I think that, <laughs> that got, made up quite a huge part of the profits.
0: Right, and how do the children and all their parents get in touch?
2: So there's a website, um, childrensbusinessfair.co.uk. On there is listed all of the fairs across the country, so make sure you look for the Orpington one. Um, We are due to have another one in winter, uh, which will be inside again. Uh, The July one is outside, making the most of the sunshine.
0: And this was done in conjunction, I think, with Orpington First last time?
2: Yeah, that's correct. Because we wanted to make sure that it was in an area that got lots of uh, footfall and traffic, um, the High Street was an obvious choice to do it. And Orpington First did a fantastic job of encouraging different ideas to come onto the High Street and, uh, you know, present Orpington in a different light. I work with Orpington First anyway, as uh, helping them with some basic advice for their fee payers. Um, but yeah, they're all also really open to some different ideas, so it was a, a, a no-brainer for me to go to them. Is it in the same location again? It isn't. We're outside this time. So we are actually out in the walkway between Lloyds Bank and the Ogier. So we're going to have a row of gazebos, the stalls are going to be back-to-back so that we can maximise the amount that go down there, but yes, out in the out in the most the busiest part actually of the high street so pra- fantastic and I think the kids will just have a most brilliant time
0: well the last one was very well attended by children they did some marvellous stuff I remember the look around here of bacon going away labelled down so it's a great <laughs> event looking forward to it
2: thank you and brilliant. I to forward to seeing you there
0: Yes, would you like to talk about um, your medical one? Not, not, not in any detail. Well,
1: we don't want depress our listeners with my medical. No, I um, for, for me, it was like uh, the, this the Monday, <laughs> I uh, went in for a procedure to have a bit of surgery and, uh, you know, on NHS, but at uh, Salone Hospital in Beckenham. And actually, it turned out to be quite a buzz because I ended... Ended up with my own private room, Mm. my own toilet, my TV. I even got served food after my operation. It was absolutely wonderful. So I got a buzz out of it. So far, I've had quite a lot of operations and things and surgeries, and I've never had my own private room. So that was a real buzz for me and got food as well.
0: To to be fair, I'm not actually sitting here with a a, a chronic... um, uh, hypochondriac, what I am, speaking with an next professional ice <laughs> skater, and it's very hard to do that for a number of years without picking up one or two things which yeah, can't be in all fairness. Um,
1: but yes, that was a nice little buzz.
0: I went to see another theatre show the other day, and that was um, Breaking, Breaking the, the code. code at the Bromley mm-hmm. Theatre. And again, I, I put a review of this up on um, the newly launched bromleybuzz.co.uk blog. and um, it was a really really great show uh, the chap that um, played the lead part of Alan turing mm. the man whose understanding of mathematics and code enabled us to break the enigma code that um, was hiding um, what the germans movements were in the military in world mm. war Two and helped us win the war um, his depiction of him a man who went on after being an unknown hero an unsung hero in the war to being prosecuted by the police for uh, lewd conduct or similar um, because he was gay and he was found to be gay um, as it were in a a public way and he was prosecuted and he was chemically castrated and uh, committed suicide Mm. in due course so therefore I'd already known this story but seeing Mm. it in that way enacted by a person who was being Turing Mm. Me really angry.
1: But I just realised you've just gone and told all our listeners the insights mm. of it. What if they want to go and see it?
0: Well, to be fair, they would um, have. <laughs> by the time this goes out, it would have been. That's pain. true, that's but
1: true, but it could come around again.
0: Uh, well, I wouldn't mind if it did. Yeah, the, uh, the I'd like things... to
1: see it. Um, uh, you know, it sounds something that could. not in, Inspirational in a way moving. of moving. moving. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah.
0: Um, But the Bromley Little Theatre has other shows coming up Mm. and people involved in that theatre are also involved in the Great Expectations show that's coming up as part of the Arts Festival. And there's just a load of things going on. I'll show you this flyer. There you go. Three Hounds, which sounds an awful lot like Sarah and Jason down in Devon and our our friends (laughs) uh, with their three dogs. But the Three Hounds Beer Co, which they must go to, have got upcoming events comedy. And I'm going to one of them very soon. and looking forward to that. Mm. In them as well? In Beckham, yeah. And there's also the Bridge House Theatre that has comedy and all sorts of things coming up as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we've got, uh, as we've talked about, the Bromley Arts Festival is going on. And let me see. Um, Orpington Library. We were talking on your show earlier on about the mental health benefits of crochet. Yeah. Uh, and I laugh when I'm saying that, but I shouldn't have done because they are there. And so we've got um, every Wednesday, or every second Wednesday of every month. which started on Wednesday the 13th of July. Or we'll start um, between 10 and 11:30 a.m. Orpington Library Crafty Crochet. Well, that sounds right. lovely. Uh, which is rather. Please bring your projects with you to work on and speak to a member of staff at Orpington Library for more information. Similarly, uh, which already has started, Orpington Library Chat and Knit. That sounds like something that's really great from a mental health point of view, um, uh, your field. And that's returned on the sixth of July, Wednesday, uh, at ten to eleven thirty a.m.
1: I'd like and, to um, yeah,
0: first Wednesday I'd like
1: hour. to see the, um, the, the demographics of the people that go there, because when you think of knitting and chatting, mm. you think of elderly people. But of course, elderly people do need to meet other people and talk, because it can be quite lonely, can't it? But it'll be nice to see if we've got some young people in there knitting away as well.
0: It is popular with young people. It is I know that becoming, there are yeah. uh, clubs at uh, universities and things like this. Now, I have before me the new shopper newspaper.
3: Is um, it good uh, stuff?
0: Yeah, this is good stuff. I'm only Fucking thinking about good things. You know. I'm, I'm not going to be <laughs> reading out rough sleeper figures, um, fall but more to be done. Actually, that is a good news story, so that's good. Um, <laughs> uh, disabled residents can't use lifters. They are security risk. Yeah, that's not, not a great one. Right, let's get on to the good hit, like yeah, headline. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, and, oh, actually, this is the South London Press. Forgive me, News Shopper. Or indeed, forgive me, South London Press. Deputy Mayor officially opened Sensory Gardens. Oh. Uh, a new sensory garden of the learning disability service was officially unveiled at a special summer party with Bromley's Deputy Mayor, Councillor Christine Harris, due, doing the honours. In celebration of Learning Disability Week and new improvements at the care home in Widmore Road, it was open house to enjoy the new sensory garden. Provide short breaks and respite services at the centre for adults with a learning disability and sometimes a complex need in the Bromley area. National charity Ambient Support has set up new management and staff teams and created themed weekends and special events. I think we should have a little word with them, don't you? Mm. Uh, And Bromley-based volunteer and horticultural project, Branching Out, has also been responsible for the complete transformation of the garden from an overgrown and unloved area into an immersive space that includes a sensory zone, raised beds for wheelchair users to enjoy and scented plants and herbs. Uh, And well done, to them and Sarah Parson, the manager of the centre. That's good. a really nice piece of news, I thought. Um, one of the things we've done on the show is have a, a few politicians. Um, oh, go on, who was your favourite politician so far that we've spoken to?
1: Oh, gosh, that's a hard one, I actually. Oh, it was
0: about 10 plus.
1: Hmm.
0: Or favourite moment for mine, that's probably. Oh, God, fair, that's right?
1: even harder. Oh. I would say oh, probably Peter Fortune.
0: Yes, the, the former actor who came on yes. and actually was Romeo to your Juliet during yes. the podcast. I think because
1: there was a lot more similarities in mm. our pathways. Yes, uh, that we resonated with.
0: And a thank you to him, by the way, to go into the launch of the Bromley Arts Festival as well. Yeah, that was yeah well. That was now was... this comes on to whether politics is important because it governs the services that we end You're up You're not mentioning Boris again, are you? No, I'm not mentioning him. I, <laughs> I, I, I just did. did. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the B word. <laughs> no,
0: this is a different thing. And I'm not going to read out this whole large thing, but I was walking past Sainsbury's and Orpings the other day, and I met a lady called Sheila Field, who's asked for a shout-out. And she is a campaigner, uh, and it's entitled... Universal suffrage means a fully inclusive electorate. Universal suffrage, we've got that already. Mm. You know, People fought for that, and that was a suffragette movement and the suffrage movement. But this relates to prisoners and their right to the vote. If you want to learn more about that and mm, to sign her petition and join the campaign about this and email your MP, which she encourages you to do, you can email Sheila Field at yahoo.com.au. So, there you go. Don't say we haven't done a little bit of uh, politics and shout out for that. Uh, (laughs) It's an interesting one, is it? You know, you in your mental health field. If you ever get into a prison, the challenges in there must be colossal. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, that is an area that I would like to look at um, in terms of what actually goes on Mm. behind the closed doors. How do they feel? What's, what are the processes for them for recuperation and things like that? But yes, it's of interest. But yes, I'm glad there's things being done.
0: Yeah. You um, rather enjoy popping into a restaurant this week.
1: I did, yes. Yeah. One of my favourite restaurants actually, mm. at Copper Salon on East Street. And I spoke to the owner, uh, Harron. Uh, Apologies, Uh, I I can't say his surname, it's quite long, but... (laughs)
0: Probably ending in (laughs) Ayaka.
1: But um, him and his wife um, opened up Copper Salon, an absolutely tasty, delicious restaurant of Sri Lankan food, authentic, um, during the height of the pandemic. And what a time to open Mm. uh, a restaurant up. And so... uh, the reason why yeah, you know, I obviously wanted to promote him because I think it's a fantastic restaurant to have here. We don't have one. You normally have to go into London to taste Sri Lankan food. But um what was more even exciting about this, they have won the London Curry Awards, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. And we have the one and only restaurant right here in the heart of Bromley. Lovely. And uh, definitely worth a check out and taste their foods. They've got lots of new sort of visions and projects on, on in the pipeline. So yes, I think we should listen to the interview. Yep. Well
0: I'm
1: here at the Copper Salon with Haran. Hello Haran.
3: Hi Junaad, thank you.
1: Uh, would you like to introduce your full name and your restaurant? Because it's all about Copper Salon.
3: Yeah, thank you. Yeah, my full name is Haran Toriraja and um, Copper Salon, we are at Copper Salon today. Copper Salon is a, a family business where me, me and my wife um, we own and run the business.
1: The delightful Dion, yes. as in Sydney Dion, that's how <laughs> I remember <laughs> her name.
3: Yeah, the beautiful Dion. Dion, yeah.
1: absolutely, she
3: is. Um, what else do you want to know about the restaurant?
1: So tell us a little bit about why did you open up your restaurant in
3: Bromley? Okay, first of all, I grew up in Harrow. And Harrow had loads of different restaurants because when the Asian community started moving into Harrow, um, a lot of the pubs become vacant and they were converted into Indian restaurants, sports bars, and we had loads of options in Harrow. And when I moved to Bromley in 2006, um, I wasn't very impressed with the selection and choices Mm. of sports bars and restaurants. And uh, I always wanted to do it, but I know restaurant is a a hard business and time consuming business. Uh, We were starting a new young family at the time as well. Uh, I put it in the back burner, but it kept on coming back to me to telling me to open the restaurant. So finally, I gave in and decided to open the worst time in history (laughs) and and, and bought the place in uh, January 2020.
1: (laughs) The worst time in history, as we know the COVID 19. (laughs) But you know what? It can also, if we flip it round on the other side, it can be probably the best time for you.
3: Yeah, in actually, some ways. in some ways, it has worked out because um, it gave us, like, we are new to the industry, so it gave us time to learn about the industry um, much more. Uh, because you know, we didn't go like deep dive into the hustle and bustle of the restaurant life, so it did give us some time um, to obviously learn things a bit. You know, took to, to, to time to learn things, and it has helped us in a way. Uh, and but. We are happy that, you know, COVID's now over and that things are back to normal because it was really hard to follow the restrictions. And like when you're starting out, one day it was one day family of six, another day is only family and there were so many different restrictions uh, which made it harder for us. But uh, to be honest, it made us stronger um, and wanting it even more. Even more. <laughs> yeah.
1: And that's the thing, I, I, I'm assuming this is where your passion lies deep yes. down inside.
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm a big foodie. Um, I travel to Sri Lanka a couple of times a year just to eat food. And even <laughs> when I'm flying to Sri Lanka, I will make sure I stop, stop over for at least one or two days in Sri Lanka just to go around, eat some food and jump back on the flight. Um, but yeah, so food is a very big, important part of my life. And uh, I want to show off Sri Lankan food because even though there's lots of different Sri Lanka restaurants in London, not many of them are authentic. Mm. And the ones who are authentic are the ones who run by family, where the mum and dad chefs, you know, they were were not properly trained chefs. So I wanted to do a professional um, Sri Lanka restaurant with the the top chefs in Sri Lanka uh, to bring them over here and use their uh, culinary skills to provide the best experience in Bromley. Brilliant.
1: Mm -hmm. And it's interesting when you talk about um, traditional Sri Lankan food, Mm. um, because sometimes, you know, we look at things and we say, well, what is traditional, and you've mm. just said it, it's that homemade, the traditional mama and papa kind of food, isn't it? Yeah,
3: it's, it's basically where everything is cooked from scratches, using you know fresh spices, no sauces involved, so it's how we eat at home, and, and we really want to share the experience of how we eat at home, mm-hmm. because when you go to restaurants, it's always you know, it, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's not always how you they eat at home, so, um, like, authentic food with um the traditional, the authentic spices brought all, brought all from Sri Lanka. Made from
1: literally,
3: yeah. from, from scratch. From
1: scratch, so you've got yeah. the seeds and you grind the seeds and yes. all the herbs. And put
3: all the, all the seeds separately and, and bring curry powders and, and stuff from Sri Lanka as well. So just to give the authentic flavour. Um, because Sri Lanka has been influenced by lots of different um, countries uh, mm. because of where it's located. It's the main part. Of the Silk Route, you know, you can't go to the east without crossing Sri Lanka, and he, he has the biggest natural harbour in the world, so he's been influenced by loads of different cultures. And Sri Lankans are very good at nicking things and uh, making it their own. So, <laughs> so and, and calling it Sri Lankan as well. So
1: that's right. Okay, fair enough. You know, we all try to move ahead, don't we? In ways.
3: <laughs> Definitely, just pick up the best and yeah, and make, your, make own. your own. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. So why Bromley then?
3: Because I live in Bromley
1: okay. um,
3: and I always want to do something in Bromley because, as I said before, Bromley was missing in terms of variety. Mm. You know, there's loads of Turkish restaurants and Italian restaurants, European restaurants and also Indian restaurants like, a, like the traditional curry houses yeah. and also really good quality Indian restaurants in Bromley as well. Mm. But, you know, if you're not, if you're bored of Indian, Chinese, Thai, you know you need what you need is more left? variety what, is, yeah, what else is there so we want to bring the Sri Lankan element to Bromley and and show our food off basically
1: absolutely because yeah. a lot of times people would have to go into London yeah. to experience other cultural foods yeah. and yeah. taste. yeah
3: definitely and also I think we're talking a lot about food um, even in London you can't get authentic food because a lot of people are cooking you know for uh, masses. masses and presumed clients and most of their customers are tourists and 95 percent of the customers do not return not repeat customers Mm. so here you have to really focus on quality and authenticity to keep on bringing the customers back as we're in the suburbs you know most of we want the customers to come back again and again and again and enjoy this experience um but also let's not forget the cocktails right oh my goodness yes
1: you've got some amazing smoky oak cocktails and the Ravanava. is it Ravana? Ravanava, yes
3: So, Ravana was named after a king, like it's called the Devil King. Mm -hmm. In Diwali, he's the bad guy. Yeah. So, Ram is going to get him to Sri Lanka. So, I think when he died, that's when the celebration of um, Festival of Lights happened, the Diwali. So, the Ravana always used to hide out in the mountains. Um, So, that's why, and the mountains are all smoky and cloudy. So, that's why the presentation is like that. But we 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 are working on more different, different presentations. Um, We've got, we got the Spice Island with the dry eyes. We like to show off I and mean, it's all about theatre and experience as well.
1: Which so, is amazing. And yeah. if you can hear all the uh, racketeering going on in the background of this, that's what's happening there at the bar, even though we're quite <laughs> far away from it, you can hear yeah, it. It's noisy, yeah. <laughs> They're hard at work <laughs> there. Um, I mean, you've already, I mean, I've got to mention it, you've had, uh, you know, Kind of grey pop in. You've
3: had Peter Fortune pop into your yeah. restaurant, and uh, Sir Bob Neil as well. Yes, yes. Yeah, so actually, Sir Bob Neil and Peter Fortune actually came to open the restaurant. So you know, it was a real pleasure having them, and they helped us get started in um, 20. I think finally we managed to open in September 2020, 2021. Not for long, but yeah, for a month or so. But they they came in for the opening. We had, we had a really good opening but we couldn't build the momentum uh, because of COVID, so many stop-starts. I think now we are looking to really push ahead and, you know, make our mark in Bromley um, and build the momentum and be the best restaurant in Bromley and best Sri Lanka restaurant in uh, UK. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, and speaking of which, yeah. before we go into uh, any more, I mean, you've got some amazing dishes and we're going to talk about this amazing thing that I'm going to talk about any minute. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, I love your food here. Um, and you. it's really... It's hard for me to actually pick my favourite, though I my favourite would be the lamb chops, yeah. and I love your hoppers. Mm-hmm. Um, and even uh, the okra, and I know some people are going to be turning their yeah. nose up at the okra, because I'm saying okra right now, yeah. but absolutely delicious. I mean, what would you say your hot dishes are here, as in like, that really are the best sellers people oh, The
3: hot dishes in terms of the hot batter squid, is one of our number one starters. It's, it's got the Asian Malay influence. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really popular. And mutton rolls, of course, is the you know, number one Sri Lankan street food. Is potato and mutton um, curried and um, sauteed. It's like a dry curry put into pastry roll and breadcrumbs. That is really crunchy, spicy, and tasty. It goes really good with cocktails and beers. Um, those two are probably the standout ones. So not, okay. and that's also chilli garlic prawn, which is one of our top sellers. Yeah, that's
1: lovely. Yeah. is that the sizzling one,
3: isn't it? The, we, we did the sizzlers during COVID for outdoor, outdoor, outdoor seatings. Yep. Um, we have stopped them since then because uh, the fire alarms kept on going <laughs> on. So, <laughs> that can be yeah, a bit And everyone started coughing all the time, so we had to stop the sizzlers. It was sizzling too much. <laughs> so, But you know, chilli garlic prawn is a starter dish now. Yeah.
1: Fantastic. Yeah. So let's talk about this amazing award that you've just been awarded tell us a little bit about it I yeah. don't want to spoil
3: it so to, be, it. to be honest we were surprised because we, we were busy trying to build a restaurant and the London Curry Awards actually contacted us and told us we've been obviously nominated so we, don't, we still don't know who's nominated as how we've been nominated but we were pleased to be shortlisted to start off with because we were with you know, some big boys like Colombo and Hoppers you know, in, in Soho, they've been around for a long time. At the Hoppers, they've got a few branches mm. um, in Soho and Kings Cross and a couple of other places, and also and a lot of other big Sri Lankan restaurants have been around for a long time. So being a newcomer, so yeah, being a, being a newcomer, we were surprised we were shortlisted, even more surprised to win it. Um, we haven't had many chances to team build, so we use this opportunity as a team building event. To call the chefs and the managers, and we booked a table oh, to amazing. try and make the most of it. And to win it, it was a really, really nice surprise. And I'll send you some videos of the reaction, Absolutely. especially the head chef was going a bit nuts. But yeah, <laughs> it was nice to see that.
1: Do you know, I think that's an amazing accomplishment. You know, coming from where you've not really done um, sort of a hospitality business as much, mm. you opened during a time that is really, really difficult. Yes. And to look where you've got to now is absolutely incredible. Yeah. Um, and the achievement that you've had, the, the amount of different people that you have flowing in. And I know I send a lot of referrals. So I'm going to blow my trumpet.
3: <laughs> yeah, thank you. We really appreciate that. We need people to tell other people about it.
1: But this is what yes. it's all about. And to have you in Bromley, because there is no other you anywhere else in the whole of the UK.
3: No, I think there are some Sri Lankan restaurants, or they call themselves Sri Lanka mm. restaurant. But there's not a Sri Lankan restaurant where you have the bar, where you can come and have drinks before, have dinner and, you know, and Friday, Saturday, stay till late at night, drink beautiful cocktails and listen to the DJ. I don't think there's one place which has all of this. Mm -hmm. Um, And plus our interior is, I think, quite lush. If you've been to Copa Salon, you know, we did, you know, we went in hard. We spent a lot of money to try and... Because the concept was made after the gems. Yeah. Because Sri Lanka is famous for gems, so we design the restaurant after Ruby and the Emerald Bar and the Blue Sophia for the VIP. So so we want to bring in the class of Sri Lanka at the same time, the authenticity as well. Um, but yeah, um, I've, lo- I've lost now. I don't know where lost I was going words. with the question. Yes. <laughs> no, I mean,
1: absolutely proud of Bromley, as Hannah Gray would say. Yeah. That's a hashtag, proud of Bromley. You know, I think it's really wonderful what you've done here. And, Thank you. Um, to win the award, congratulations
3: thank, as well. Thank you. It's um, massive. Definitely, it's, it's, it's been a massive confidence boost. Um, it's actually given um, everyone a big boost to take it to another level um, and win more awards and and obviously thank achieve achieve, achieve yeah get bigger and bigger. So
1: now, what's your next step, What's your vision now?
3: My vision now is to get more people coming in because a lot of us have still haven't heard about uh, heard of us. Uh, we're still fairly new, even though we've been, you know, we're almost coming up to two years. Well, you know, we're going to write so sort of one year because of COVID. So this is our first year. A lot of people are still finding out about us. We just want to keep on doing things better, um, open for lunchtime, do some cool lunchtime things. Um, we're looking to do some banana leaf parcel, traditional village food for lunchtime, balance healthy diets. Um, just make it more busy. That you know, that's the vision. Make it more busy. Make it buzzy all the time. So we want to be the most buzzing place in Bromley. Fantastic! It
1: sounds amazing. And you also, sorry, I have to mention, you've got the most amazing little tuk tuk.
3: Yeah, that needs to <laughs> that needs to go for a drive a bit more. Uh, we are going to be you're to be seeing that tuk tuk a bit more in Bromley now. Great. The sun is out, the weather is better for tuk tuk, and then we will be driving it around a bit more to promote a restaurant and just have some fun. Fantastic.
1: Yeah. So if People want to find out more about Copper Salon. Yeah. Where can they go?
3: Yeah, I think if you start with the website, um, you know, you can find a lot of information there. And obviously follow us on Instagram, you know, there's cool little posts. And we like to have a lot of fun on Instagram. And also, once you go to the website, you can contact us through email, WhatsApp. We, you know, we are, we are around all the time. Um, yeah, or pop in and try us out. Even better, <laughs> even yeah, better. Pop in, yeah.
1: You know, and they've got a like, nice little corner where it's got copper salon sign, and you can take pictures there, and absolutely beautiful. Yeah,
3: that is. Instagram will come and take some pictures, and we even bought the palm dried palm leaves and stuff from Sri Lanka um, to design the wall. So yeah, it's a cool little feature, and you c- come and check us out, and yeah, and meet us in person.
1: Absolutely, <laughs> I, you know. I, do you know what? This is the one place that I would say that the staff are incredible. They really do provide an excellent service, but they welcome you with open arms and heart.
3: Yeah, that's really important. If you've been to Sri Lanka, all you will see is big smiles and big teeth. And as Sri Lankans, you know, living in the most, you know, on the equator. So, you know, we, we, are, we are kissed by the sun. So, you, you know, you always see big smiles in Sri Lanka and they're very friendly and welcoming. So we try to bring that culture here. Um, and some of our staff are Sri Lankan, not everyone. We have staff from all different backgrounds, but it's all about educating them about the Sri Lankan culture and background. So it's, it's really important to have that because a lot of the restaurants and chains you go to now, we don't get the personalized service anymore. You're just a number. Whereas here, we want you know, everyone who comes here is like coming to our house for dinner. So we like to treat them with utmost care and yeah, whatever we can totally do. Totally agree yeah. there,
1: absolutely. Well, do you know what, Haran, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. And congratulations again on your award, massive achievement. And yeah. uh, wish you all the best and success because I know there's lots in the pipeline to come.
3: Thank you so much for your time. Um, I know like you're not obviously feeling that well today and you still made an effort <laughs> to come and see me and Absolutely. do the interview. That shows a lot of commitment. So I really like what you guys are doing as well, Bromley Bus. We'll try and support you guys in any way. And um, look forward to doing st- things in the future with you guys. And thank you for your time. Thank you. Perfect.
0: Well, thank you for recording that with him. I'm looking forward to going and trying the food out.
1: Yeah. Not only that, try out the cocktails. The Ravenars. Oh. And this oak smell one. that are really lovely.
0: Mm. Well, I'm looking forward to... Um, I'm looking forward to even more of the Bromley Arts Festival. But I'd like to say a thank you to someone at this point. And that thank you is to the editor of the County Chronicle magazine, which I have before me. Now, this I found in the... I thought you were going to say thank you to the Queen,
1: because you were looking at it. Yes,
0: and Judy on the previous (laughs) issue. God bless you, ma'am, it says. Um... But this magazine is actually for Sevenoaks, Edenbridge, Otstead, Westrum, Godston, Lingfield, and Biggin Hill. Mm. So it's just the Biggin Hill bit which is literally within Bromley. Bromley. Nevertheless, she's been included to piece out about the Bromley Arts Festival in the new issue, which is great. And it's a really nice magazine. It's like Life in and Life in Bromley. There's a lot of content content, talking Mm. about the local community, talking about events coming up, all this sort of thing. And uh, one thing I didn't go to, which I regret, which uh, I think you'd have liked, Bridgerton-inspired tea parties. um, And the advert goes, You are cordially invited to an afternoon tea hosted by the Design Gallery. Uh, Fifty years of style, costume jewellery of a couture designer. It seems to be, and I'm going to look into this, an ongoing exhibition. And one of the joys of Bromley isn't just Bromley itself, it's what's nearby. Yeah, absolutely. So there's a series of... um, so open air theatre festival events going on at Hever Castle mm. just to the south of us for example you've got this uh, which is in where uh, Marsh Green in Eden Bridge okay. no. but of course anyone there come to Bromley and enjoy our it's well. about
1: spreading what's going mm. on with the surrounding communities and I think that's really important because what's outside can come inside and what's inside Bromley can go on on the outskirts and
0: that's growth we're going very inside out
1: inside out <laughs> Shall I read some, a couple of things from the um, Life in Bromley Thank magazine you, and then the Life in Orpington? Just um, a section from the, the Mayor, uh, Councillor Hannah Gray. She's got a nice lovely little spread um, on page 15 um, in both the magazines, Life in Bromley and Orpington. Mm-hmm. And one of the questions she was asked in here, I'm going right down to the end where it says what have you learned from your previous post as mayor because as we know she was the mayor during the lockdown and it goes on to say and what was the best thing about being mayor of Bromley mm. and as we know Hannah is all about the community councillor Hannah Gray all about the community uh, bringing uh, supporting businesses and, and bringing the life back into Bromley just everything and everything isn't she well, she's coined she the, is the,
0: the, she's coined the hashtag proud of Bromley proud of Bromley yeah
1: and um, so her answer was here I, I'm just going to read mm. through it is I made so many tre- tremendous connections so I'm looking forward to con- continuing to work with those people and meet other, others too my acceptance speech was based on people passion and progress people in the borough are amazing, and we have a fantastic community which pulls together. For example, we want to see a place of reflection for people who have lost someone through the COVID virus, so I'm going to push for that. It will be somewhere uplifting and tranquil, and we want them to know the borough hasn't forgotten them. We started the hashtag proud of Bromley again, and we should all be proud of our wonderful borough.
0: Yeah, is it the name yeah. of our Bromley Buzz game, really?
1: It is, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's lovely to read that. And um, have her as our oh, mayor. Um, what else have I got? I oh yes, uh, on my show actually we were talking about children and obviously with the mental health side of things, and I think this is important. You know, not just uh for the, uh, the sorry the Bromley Buzz for everywhere there's an article in here just a small little snippet about money toolkit for children words they need to understand Mm -hmm. um, because we talk about financial mental health and well-being so preparing our younger generation for the future and it's it's lovely because it talks about uh key words which is uh direct debit credit score loan interest budget investment Value of money. Then it gives you the definitions. And then it talks about what you can do with it. So educating the young people. Really
0: useful bite-sized stuff.
1: Yeah. But you know what? Sometimes I think it's even great for adults because adults aren't so great as well.
0: Mm, True.
1: So I really like that. That was lovely.
0: I'm going to uh, follow up in a minute with a couple of uh, other buzzes that have just occurred to me. Okay. Uh, and of course, what I don't want to do either is completely forget to throw in your affirmation. So you might no, want to uh, come onto one of those in a minute. But before you do, do you your I buzz, know, you've let got me some finish. More do,
1: yeah, I'll do the magazine bit. I've got mm. one last bit, which was, uh, you know, it's nice uh, and interesting because I think friendship is important, relationships are important. And I've been thinking about a lot of this lately with um, the people I have around me in my life yeah. at the moment. So there's a little bit of um, a snippet on the eight friendships you need in your life, which is interesting, so relationships. This is by Olivia Bridgeton. And she goes on to say, our friends are our chosen family. They share our highs and lo- our lows of life. And we tend to choose different connections that offer something different to our lives. So in celebration of this month, in t- international friendship, which is the 30th of July, there's, sorry, here's the eight types of friendship you need in your life, or perhaps, or seeking. So number one, I'm not gonna read all the details, just grab the magazine, but it's the fun one. So we all need a fun friend to lighten up the mood. We've got a lovable know-it-all. Those who have all the answers, a sense of humor, love to be right and hate to be wrong. The polar opposite, so the yin to your yang, and you bring out the best in each other, the balance. The listener, we all need that someone who will lend us their ears. The parent figure, their parent-like attitude is one of many things that makes them different. The lifelong friend, the lifelong friends are rare but truly special and I'm sure as I'm saying this there are people that are flashing into your eyes in this moment. And then you've got the honest friend, so friendship should be built on trust and these friends reinforce the message that it's important to have a strong value of honesty and then finally the navigator this is someone who inspires you gives you advice without making you feel inadequate and keeps you headed in the right direction and i love this because it's also based on what i talk about in my business
0: Thank you. Um, it's was lovely, wasn't it? It is. And it's got you thinking. Well, one of the underlying things is the more friends you have typically, the better, full yeah. stop. Um, and, you know, you can think about who and what they are. As long as you don't go out going, right, I think they're going to be this particular one.
1: No, I, I know. Don't. Can you imagine? No, I think Hello, it's about nice having the right friends. Friend because you're a listener. So it's about <laughs> having the right people around you. Mm. Right, do you want to
0: yes this is a little family one actually uh, in orpington there's a, a restaurant called the taste of turkish
1: ah uh, yes run
0: by a chap called ozzy who's the mm-hmm. father and his son uh, so it's a family affair and uh, i went past it the other day and i'd enjoyed wraps in there before so i've got their menu here so there's chicken cheese lamb cheese Lamb and uh, chicken, donor uh, halloumi, more of a favourite of mine, and falafel and hummus. Um, but um, one of my daughters says they have her favorites. And uh, the funny thing is, when I was going past recently, it was, they're doing fish and chips. I think it, <laughs> why are they breaking the whole Turkish thing to do fish and I chips? I agree. But the explanation went that it's reasonably on high street, and the fish and chip side of things are kind of bookmark to either end mm. and people who are going around in the middle near the walnuts uh, shopping center and leisure center and all that can't be bothered to travel to these areas so if they start putting on fish and chips well and they're you know sauce some mm. fresh from as near a bit of sea as they can get their hands on in kent uh, then it's been going like hot cakes, apparently um, people aren't like me and going what's that doing in a Turkish?" going oh yum yum and now they're doing jerk chicken as well. Oh they're an inventive lot. See, I'm
1: one of those that go into a place and go, mm-hmm. if this is a Turkish restaurant or a Chinese restaurant, so if I went into a Chinese restaurant and they've got burgers and chips, I'll be going, what are they doing burgers and chips for in a Chinese restaurant? They don't eat burgers and chips like that. That's not one of the traditional dishes. So, yeah, yeah I'm one of those.
0: Well, apparently they're doing this <laughs> well. Um, well yeah. That's good. Yeah, um, I must admit I'm not very keen on the Span- going to the Indian restaurant and they got the chicken or and chips then. But that's yeah, expanding
1: story. their culinary skills.
0: Yeah. Tell you what, it's been a while since we did um, one of these regular uh, podcasts between the two of us. And I have a feeling that the Community Links Bromley event was actually uh, before the or after the last one we did. Absolutely. And we enjoyed a heck out of that because... A, yeah, was it was about. a room full of people who were doing great things for those nearest and dearest to them, or total strangers, or mm. the community, and they were being recognised by this Community Links Bromley organisation, which is a good-hearted and quite powerful local body mm. to coordinate volunteering. And uh, we had a nice surprise, didn't we?
1: We did. Which one? We did. We got to uh, present the yes. awards there, didn't we? Well, one for of them. Least, one yeah. of them, yes, mm. for the COVID Volunteer Award, yeah. it was, indeed. which was a big thing um, mm. for us as well. But um, you got the contact in, they rang you and you were like, do you want to step in? And then you called me and went, do you want to step in? And I was like, oh my goodness, I haven't got the right shoes. Do you remember?
0: I indeed, <laughs> yes. Sir. And I, I was aiming to go there without a suit on and then suddenly I did. So I had the, uh, pamphlet here that came with it uh, our volunteer awards will be held in the presence of mm. the worshipful the deputy mayor of Bromby, councillor christine harris to celebrate volunteering and voluntary activity uh, and uh, yeah so numerous Arvid, numerous awards
1: covid19 volunteer of the year award
0: exactly and, um, the,
1: mm. and i was going to say i think the one that i absolutely adored was the young boy
0: oh yes um, the young I think volunteer. he was the Leslie March Trustee Volunteer of the Year award, mm. first one up, if I remember
1: He correctly. was, yes.
0: I, I imagine that the winners of this are all on their website. Um, they are, yes. Yeah, so.
1: And if you go to our um, post, if you um, go to the uh, Bromley Buzz or to, uh, I think on my post as well, I've posted a load of pictures and images of the night. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I'll do another couple of things, which is we had the first time we'd seen a magpie dance. Uh, group who are basically a disability dancing Mm -hmm. um, troupe uh, perform uh, and that was very heartwarming in a good way Mm -hmm. it was lovely to see those people express themselves so well and then they repeated it at the arts festival launch which was terrific and I might say as well uh, that that award had sponsors on that award tonight Mm. London South East Colleges Fairlight Group which has the Newman Flexible and um, Devonshire House Workspaces and London Biggin Hill Airport. Well done, all three of you. Yeah,
1: fabulous, fabulous
0: um, event. Mm. Can you remember uh, Absolutely Fabulous? Yes. Can you remember darling, the theme darling. song? Yeah.
1: Oh gosh, the theme song.
0: This wheel's on fire. Do do, 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 do. Do we buzz out to that? Let's do it. Okay. Let's buzz out. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Thank you, Joanna Lumley.
1: From The Bromley Buzz.
3: Darren Wheel and Zinat Narani. Bye. Or Buzzy.